This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Speak to tonight's hosts, callers east of the Rockies can reach us toll free at 1 800 867 5309. West of the Rockies, toll free at 1 800 278 2355. First time callers can reach us toll free at 1 800 462 2825. And now, broadcasting live from the Kingdom of Drunkenstan. This is a tribute to Ghost to Ghost with Necronomapod. That was fantastic, Mike. You really uh, put me in the mood. You're going to take that guy's job. That was the most nervous I've ever been for an inquiry because <laughs> I wanted to at least just do it somewhat justice. Can never be like as good as the original, but I felt like I was out in the desert in Pahrump uh, getting ready to t- talk aliens, time travelers, and uh, whatever other psychopath called in. I like how the well, music sir, you're picks in luck. up here. <laughs> so would this be the breakdown if this was metal? Maybe. This is. I love that song. It's great. This is the most excited episode I, get, I look forward to every year. The one I get most pumped about. Haven't really done this on our main show since uh, the first weekend. Uh, the show debuted yeah. a couple years ago. Episode three. Right. Yeah. Yep. And then 2019, uh, Halloween-ish 2019, and then around Halloween last year, it's been a bonus show. But alas, this year, Sunday falls on Halloween. 
going for broke. I love it. It's it's great. I think well, Ian probably loves it. It's a fucking week off of not having to do any research. You can relax. <laughs> true. Just listen to some Art Bell. Yeah. So literally nothing different than your regular <laughs> everyday life. Do you like the uh, who's the current host? George. George Nori. Yeah, I like George. Yeah. He has some some stupid questions. He's uh, I don't know. He's no Art Bell, but yeah. Who could be? You're no Art Bell, sir. <laughs> I don't like any of the fill-in people, though. Really? Or George Na- George Knapp. I'll take that back. George Knapp fills in every once in a while. And do they still do Ghost to Ghost every year? Yeah. On Halloween? And Nori mm-hmm. just hosts it? Yeah, or whoever. George Nori doesn't really host that much anymore. So it's really just like a, a rotating cast. Yeah. Hmm. George Norrie used to be like the all time, right. you know, but as he's gotten older, he's. Do any of the old crew still like is Linda Moulton Howe? Does she ever host or. <laughs> I haven't listened to new ones Willie in a while. Streber, like he used to host sometimes. I bet you Whitley does mm. sometimes. I haven't listened to the show in so long. What if they asked you to host one time, Ian? That'd be like the ultimate. That'd be cool. Get to host Ghost yeah. to Ghost with Ian Namapod. Cool. Or a Coast to Coast. You just make it all about aliens. Do an alien open line. I've been watching this guy on TikTok that dresses up like a gecko, right? Like, and that sounds about right. And he, he just sits there and just takes random phone calls from people. <laughs> he calls himself the therapy gecko. He just takes random calls and talks to people. I've been watching his live streams, but I would love a job like that. Like, <laughs> some good stuff happening on there. Yeah. Sounds like it. You're on with the gecko. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so like we did in the uh, episode three and like we did on the two episodes available on Patreon, uh, which are still there in in case you enjoy tonight's show and want to check out the other ones they are available on our Patreon. We've done this will be now the fourth one we've done. Um, But what we do is we play some uh, some good calls. And then after each call, we'll talk about it a little bit and then go to the next one. It started as us doing all ghost to ghost. And it's all pretty much still ghost to ghost calls. But uh, because I think we've listened to just about all of them. We ventured into a little bit other uh, genres, but they're still good. I think that's fair. Sure. Mm-hmm. Still relevant. Just other shows. I mean, there's all kind of, any open line one that's going to have something good on it. The open lines are always my favorite. Those are the ones I always usually go to first to listen to something. Yeah, scary stuff wasn't limited to one day a year. Yeah. I always love when people get scolded on the open lines. Caller, caller. <laughs> First of all, turn your fucking radio off. Yeah. Rule number one, two, don't. Well, this was back in the 90s. Don't call on a cell phone. Right. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Yeah. Something I was listening to. I don't remember what it was last night. I was listening to Art and he was saying, don't call in with a cell phone. They used to drive Howard Stern crazy. He'd be like, are you on a fucking cell phone? <laughs> now have, have times have changed. Right. <laughs> or a cordless phone, actually, back then. Those, too, those right? were always off. Yeah. Did those ever get good? No. Yeah. And plus you could use a scanner and easily listen to all your neighbors' calls. You don't ever want to use one of those. <laughs> we know what you did as a youth. <laughs> I had a police scanner. <laughs> now there's just apps for that, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, you can just you can find any police uh scanner in the country, right? Oh, every those those apps are great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Should we dive in? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Dave, your man on the board, why don't you just pick a call? on the air. Good morning. Hello, Art. Hello. My name is Teddy. Okay. My friends call me Terrible Teddy. They, they think I'm kind of weird, and, and while I think I'm very normal. Well, why do they think you're weird? 
Well, I, I, I do have a fascination with death. Do um, you remember the videos, Faces of Death? Oh, yes. I've rented it 27 times. Really? I, I find it mildly erotic. And really? I, I don't know. I think that's normal, but I, I just think death... You th wait a minute, wait a minute. You think death and Faces of Death was a videotape, for those who don't know, that depicted uh, people dying in truly horrible, awful ways. Oh, I loved it. Really? Yeah, that, and, and, and they think... For some reason, they say, I have a coffee can full of old toenails, ranging from celebrities wait, down wait, to... Wait, 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 wait. You collect toenails? I have a toenail collection, that's right. Uh, it ranges from celebrities down to my neighbor, and uh, I am quite proud of it, actually. How... Uh, <laughs> as a matter of interest, how do you... How do you get these toenails? I mean, it's not something you can ask people for. Well, in fact, I do ask for them, and, and, and on occasion, I, 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 if I notice someone is, is clipping their toenails, I'll wait politely till they're finished and then collect them when they leave. Do you sometimes have to do so covertly? In other words... Well, I'm, I, as I say, I'm kind of proud of the toenail collection, and so I don't mind if someone sees me, and I'm, I'm not afraid to talk to them about it. How many, uh, you say you've got, how, how, well, give me an estimate. How many toenails do you suppose you have totally? Well, to be honest with you, I'm not exactly sure of the number, but a coffee can full is a good size and a large amount. That's I, a I, lot I'm of toenails. How, how long have you been collecting them? Um, for about five years, actually. I'm about ready to fill the can and, and start a new one, so it's, uh, it's exciting for me. Uh, another day, I chose. Uh, I found a very large ant in my backyard, mm. and I wonder what these ants do during the day. Yeah. So I followed them. I followed them for about five hours. You spent five hours following an ant through my backyard, my neighbor's yard, into the street and across the street. And I'll tell you, he went down the sewer, and and I I lost him. It took a while to get the lid off, but uh, to be honest, with you, I think he ditched me. So in other words, by the time you were able to lift the lid, he was gone. He was gone. Yeah, but, but you spent five hours following an ant. I thought it was very stimulating. I, I felt it was something to, they were going somewhere. They're very busy. I just wanted to know where, but he, he did get away from me. And apparently it's a, it's a long trip just across the yard, so like maybe they don't get too much accomplished, but they're very busy. Well, how are you able to devote so much time to the faces of death 27 times, collecting toenails, following ants. I mean, these are time-consuming things. Yes, it is. As a matter of fact, I, I do sacrifice a lot of sleep. Of course, I do listen to your show often, and so that takes a lot of my time, and it gives me a chance also to, to engage in these, these activities because I have a portable radio and, and headphones and such. So you do kind of ride right along with me now. That, I think, is weird. But As a matter of curiosity, uh, you've got this coffee can full of toenails. How do you know which ones came from a celebrity? Oh, I just said I tagged them, of course. You you tagged them. A little piece of masking tape to identify them once. Some of them are just kind of run of the mill, and so I don't bother with that. But the very famous ones are, are people who I consider to be famous. Give, give me a name or two famous toenails that you have. Well, I've got um, I've got uh, the the um. Yeah, hold on a second. Let me see. I've got a list here. Someone I did buy a set that someone told me came from Madonna's toes. Now, from from who? From, did Madonna. you say Madonna? That's right. I was in Los Angeles visiting at a time and at a beach, and someone offered them to me. And uh, I'm not sure if this was someone who, who you consider a toenail dealer, or he just was maybe playing a joke. But I, were I, these given to you freely, or no, 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 did, no. did you have to pay, pay money for those? You paid for them. $165. Oh my God! And of course, I value those greatly. Um. All right. Well, contact me privately because I've got some very famous nails for you. We've got a break here at the top of the hour. Nine on a scale of ten.
those are the kind of people I want to talk to. I like how we hype this up as like ghost to ghost and creepy and we fucking start with the funny call. <laughs> I love our chuckling in the background. <laughs> uh, I don't really know where to begin with that one. You got the faces of death that he found erotic. He got the toenail collection or that he followed an ant for five hours. <laughs> the ant really just came out of nowhere. <laughs> It was kind of right in the middle of everything. He's like, I think I'm normal. <laughs> it's like, yeah, of course I have a toenail collection, don't you? Sir, you find <laughs> monkey brain bashing erotic? <laughs> that's the only scene of that movie I remember. Yeah, that's the first one. Yeah. It's so silly now that when you watch oh, it. Oh, yeah. But now, can you imagine beating off to it? No. Um. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> this guy's popping a blue shoe and then fucking watching Faces of Death. Beat, beat that monkey. Beat it. Um, what do you think that guy's doing now? <laughs> That's what that was from 2007. Okay. So it was not that, not that long. long. Yeah. The toenail thing is just fucking creepy and disgusting. I almost started gagging just <laughs> thinking about a jar of toenails. You know, he I said a do? coffee can, right? It's probably like this rusty oh. fucking. I would collect those and then I'd invite people over for uh, a coconut cake. <laughs> I just slide a few on there and be like, huh, how's Madonna's toenails taste? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> people tell me they don't like coconut because like, like coconut cake and because it looks like toenails. I think coconut's delicious, though. I like coconut. I've grown to like it. Yeah. Now you won't, but. I don't it's collect grown on you like toenails. <laughs> yeah. I like how that guy said that he bought those toenails for $165 just based on a guy <laughs> telling him that they were Madonna. He's like, I don't know if it was a toenail dealer or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Might have been. Like her cleaning staff's digging through her trash looking for toenails that could sell. <laughs> he the, probably on the got beach to this fucking guy. <laughs> he probably got into a conversation with this guy about the toenails and the guy's like, oh yeah. I got some toenails, probably his own fucking toenails. Let me go get him back to my room. That's why I keep him in the bag. He's clipping his toenails real quick. Clipping his wife's toenails. Like, shut up, we're going to make some fucking money. I don't know. I thought it was a funny call. It's a good one. That's real good. Promise they're not all going to be goofy, though. We got some good ones coming up. Now I'm going to have to go watch Face of Death for Halloween. Go beat off to that one. What year did that come out? Like 86 ish, 87, I want to say. I didn't realize it was that long right. ago. You can watch the uh, YouTube video of the guys that made it now, like going through explaining how they faked each and every scene. Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to watch this. That, yeah, that's what I really that's do want to say. I just remember, I think it was like seventh or I think like seventh grade. I watched it. It was like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. Those poor monkeys. <laughs> Can't they just spank the monkey and not have to bash his, <laughs> eat his brains? That's how I felt in uh, like middle school or high school when I, I don't know when it was, when I discovered Rotten.com. Remember that mm. site? Oh, uh, yeah. I do. And, and then now looking back, I'm like, oh, well, that wasn't real. Oh, shit. 1978. Really? It's real. Oh, I didn't realize it was that Rotten.com wasn't real? I don't think it was. Was it? I always, like, looking back now, I was like, oh, that shit was probably fake. I think it's real. Hmm. Maybe it just got infiltrated with a lot of fake stuff like over time. I don't know. What was there was another one that was real popular back in the day. Probably something on Reddit that's a sick and twisted site. Like way back that was a gore site. Not I don't great. remember that. I just know Rotten. Yeah. I don't love that stuff. No, me neither. I don't if Rotten's that. real, then I guess that's 
I don't know. I, after as a kid, I thought it was legit, and then after a while, I was like, "Oh, this has got to be fake, right?" I don't know. And I moved on, <laughs> and hadn't thought about it until now. <laughs> I wonder if Mike's gonna be doing later tonight. <laughs> I wonder if that's. I feel like that's one of those sites that you go to like that. It's gonna be like the old uh, like cult websites with like the blinking neons and like yeah. links to click here. I don't know. I'll have to type that in in a little bit. We talked about that one guy that runs. Uh, was it Best Gore? Remember we talked about him? I think it was in the Luca Magnata episode because he published it and Canada was not thrilled. Okay. Because of their laws with that kind of stuff. But that's it. I remember that. Yeah, that guy owned a website like that. Is it the law that when you publish something, it has to be 25% Canadian gore? Like the radio stations? (laughs) (laughs) Is there really gore? Like, you know, what is it? Like a a moose got hit by a car. You got to post that. A guy spilled his Molson. You got to post that. It's like right. a broken Molson bottle. <laughs> a broke, a broken hockey stick. That would be or the terrible. Fact, this post that no Canadian team has won a Stanley Cup since 1993. <laughs> That's pretty disgusting and disturbing. But that'll change in nine months. So you were too short on uh, Alana Morissette songs this month. Eh? <laughs> got to pump that up. That quota. Avril Lavigne and Justin Bieber. You got to play more of those. <laughs> You're forget, forgetting the good one, pal. Nickelback. Oh, Nickelback. Come on. <laughs> Canada's gift to the world. Oof. Speaking of scary, let's get to the next call. And you just never know when it's going to end. Remember, folks, we're doing unscreened ghost stories from you, all of you. So. One story per caller. Please try not to use a cell phone. Get to a corded phone if you can. And only the very scariest stories. If it didn't scare you, it's very unlikely to scare us. Here's a ghost story from an emergency room in Arizona. Art, I'm an x-ray technician who was working at an Arizona hospital back in the winter of 2006. My work hours at the time, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., graveyard shift, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. On a Saturday morning, around 1 or 2 in the morning, the ER called to tell my partner that an ambulance was en route with a 50 to 60-year-old male patient that was non-responsive with a thready pulse. We were to stand by and be ready to do a portable chest x-ray post trachea intubation when the time came my partner went to do this portable x-ray leaving me alone in the x-ray control room not more than four or five minutes after after he had left an older white male dressed in faded blue jeans and a stained white t-shirt came to the door of the control room now this is a difficult task because you need an electronic card key to access the area at this time of night so i looked up from my paperwork noticed this man and asked sir can i help you He seemed to be looking for something or someone, but didn't answer. I asked again, sir, can I help you? Are you looking for someone? Are you lost? This time, he raised his bright blue eyes in my direction and seemed to look right through me. The man said, no, son, I think I've found my way. He gave me a sad smile, shook his head, and moved from the doorway toward the direction of the ER. So I got up and went to the open door and looked down the long hallway, didn't see anyone. I then checked the adjoining hallways, the two x-ray suites, even our file room, no trace of anybody. 
Being a little confused, I went back down the hall to the ER department to check on my co-worker's progress, shaking my head the whole way. When I finally got to the nurse's desk, I asked an RN friend if she'd seen the man I described. She gave me a funny look, said he was in trauma room one, where my partner was supposed to be performing the emergency chest x-ray. I went to the trauma room door, walked in, just in time to see the physician declare the time of death on the man I saw in the x-ray control room not more than 15 minutes prior. Needless to say, I must have looked like the one who was white as a ghost. Robbie from Phoenix, Arizona. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Good morning. Timing seems to be a little off, no? Is she indicating the the soul visited her before they was pronounced dead, though? trying to reconcile that timeline she the the right or the author of that letter said that it visited her and then 15 minutes later when they got to the room that person was pronounced that dead Hmm. maybe that person was i don't know just testing it out testing the other side out well (laughs) figuring out where they're supposed to go Hmm. i think i found my way maybe they went that's when they finally they went to the other side It's got to be creepy working in an ER at night. Yeah. It's quiet. Nothing but. I, I wouldn't like that. Yeah. Or like a morgue. That would not be great. Yeah. No. No, no thank good you. good on that. Mm-mm. Also notice the no court. Get on a corded line. Yeah. Directions <laughs> given by <laughs> art. Very clear there at the beginning. Get the fuck out of here with those cell phones. Like it better be scary because I'm not a pussy. So <laughs> yeah. so. It doesn't scare you. It's not scaring me. <laughs> Fuckos. Ugh. <laughs> What year was that one from? Also, I think 2007. So by that time. Mm. Well, wait, like, that was, uh, yeah, that was, that was a ghost to ghost 2007. That was when he was in the Philippines, I think. Wasn't <laughs> yeah. It? Yeah. That whole episode was the Philippines. Yeah. That was the one I listened to that one. Then the one we just heard before, apparently we're doing all my calls first, or at wow. least the first two, uh, was the weird people hotline. The, ton- <laughs> the toenail guy. That's why I was, he was talking the about weird that. Weird people hotline. <laughs> Because I guess Art was going to be a host on a TV show where you like judge weird people. So he decided, oh, I'm going to do an open line of weird people and I'm going to rate you and it'll be practice for my show. And then the toenail guy calling, in my opinion, he fucking won. <laughs> the toenails, the uh, following an ant and then the, you know, erotic faces of death. Hmm. I wonder what that show was. Mm. He probably d- declined the offer after he got done with that. Show. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that's fucking toenail guy showing up. Stay the fuck away. <laughs> All right, that's creepy. That was a good ghost one, I think. That would just be creepy in general, right? If like, well, you're sitting there working. Just on say it's work? not even a ghost. It's just a that's a real person just standing outside yeah, looking like a all bloody shirt yeah. all shoveled, and you're sitting there working on paperwork in the middle of the night. Just look up, like what the fuck? Yeah. Look, I've never seen the ghost. I sure would like to. I can. I cannot was, believe that until I do, though. So, was this a ghost if the person wasn't pronounced dead yet? That's my whole question. Fifteen minutes later, the person was pronounced dead. Were they like just out out of body experience testing out, uh, seeing where the light went before they called it? Yeah. And so, then what was that that he saw? What what was looking for their way? The soul. Yeah, I guess souls is souls, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> just asking the questions that george nori wouldn't (laughs) no that's a creepy one i'd like to see a ghost so bring it on you want to see a ghost you want to see an alien i'd like to see a ghost as well take that as well okay 
I'll take something, just whatever, something that just blows my mind. I think we talked about last week. We'd open up a portal and yeah, just Mike see what decline. comes out. Mike decline. <laughs> I don't need to see the fucking Wizard of Oz. <laughs> all that shit. Okay. Uh, all right. Next one. You have an open closet now. Close it. On the wild card line, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi, this is David from Sacramento. Hi, David. And uh, this isn't a story. This is a, a true account, I swear to God. Well, that's fine. In 1976, I was on a National Outdoor Leadership Mountaineering School in the Wind River Range in Laramie, Wyoming. Yes, sir. And it's an ancient range, and Indians have lived there for thousands of years. After about 25 days on this trip uh, in these remote areas, me and my camp partner had just finished uh, dinner. We were needed some water for our tea. It was really dark, and we set off for the river, and it was only about 30 feet away. We started down the small trail and could hear the babbling sounds coming from the, the river just a few feet away. Suddenly, it just grew pitch black, and the forest seemed to close in all around us. We could just make out vague shapes and dark apparitions, and the sounds of the water were replaced by a, like a whooshing sound. Mm-hmm. Everything seemed to spiral around us and the, like water going down a drain. Hmm. It, it scares me now just to think about it. All my energy was seemed to drain away from my body, and I remember falling over forest branches, and everything seemed to have a, an oozy, formless, and kind of black quality. Boy, that is frightening. Yeah, we we were screaming for our lives, and, and couldn't understand why no one else could hear us. Uh, the next thing I remember is uh, my knees were getting weak, and I had this kind of sinking feeling. Yeah. I was about to collapse, and then I felt a, a rough, rocky surface, and I, my friend was inching uh, along with me uh, just a few feet behind me, mm-hmm. and uh, suddenly I found a, a flat spot, and I collapsed into it. I just sat there exhausted and told my friend to wait there until the morning. And all night long, I, I waited there, and it, just staring into this utter blackness, and uh, I was seeing, like, these electrical charges. They were a bluish-white streak. Yes. And finally, just at the light of dawn, I could uh, I could see the from the the new sun uh, the river not more than 50 feet away. Wow! Yeah, we were on the other side of this river, and although our shoes weren't wet, um, how I, I could see these camps where our parties were. Yes. And I still don't know how uh, they didn't hear us screaming. But the strangest thing is that we were 25 feet off the ground on a cliff, and I was just sitting there in a in a in a cubby hole. It was shaped like a perfect chair with a back and a seat, and the armrests were there, too. And um, we were experienced rock climbers, and we had difficulty getting down the sheer face. Later, I looked up, and you'd never see that chair unless you'd actually sat there before. We told our guide who was taking us on this trip, and he said that we were in a Shoshone Indian burial ground. Oh. And had experienced a Wind River turnaround. He said it's a real common experience of many people in that area. But for the rest of that trip, it lasted 35 days. The forest just seemed somehow darker and more sinister. I noticed the trees were black and the scary mosses hanging down everywhere. It's what you were looking for. Well, it was something else. Thank you, my friend. That's a good story. Take care. Wind River Turnaround. Tell you what, it takes a special kind of idiot to go out (laughs) in the wilderness. Well, that's why I picked There's that nothing story because I thought you guys, as experienced outdoorsmen, would like to see what could happen to you out there. <laughs> well, I would have obviously killed it with my, uh, you know, knife that I keep in my boot <laughs> all, all the time. <laughs> that's scary, though. 
Yeah. Wind up across the fucking river up 25 foot on a cliff. How'd that happen? <clears throat> That's getting back into our fucking missing 411 type shit. That's yeah. terrifying. The electrical charges thing is weird, too. What's that all about? I don't know. They, he said that their shoes weren't even wet nope. or anything. Mm-mm. That's crazy. Stay in a house, right, Mike? Uh, but I, what What is out there? What the <laughs> fuck are you seeking by going out into the wilderness where literally anything around you could kill you at any second? And tree, often does. Tree falls does. You know, uh, uh, feral people kill you. Wolves, bears, <laughs> nothing good out there. <laughs> Tigers, leopards, cheetahs all over. It's well documented of panther attacks in Ohio. Why would you go out there? So the benefits of communing with nature do not outweigh those risks that you just named is what is that a question <laughs> nature get the fuck out of here you can go in your backyard drink a beer and barbecue and you're still in nature right there's trees look at the trees who cut the grass be one with nature god damn people stop doesn't end well no, you never, there's no one's ever called Art Bell and said, hey, I went camping. It was awesome. It was gorgeous. Had a great time. <laughs> See you next week, Art. This never happened. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm done. <laughs> Remember the call? I think it was on one of the Patreon ones we did. The guy was in the camper and heard like thunderous noises. Yes. What, like, it laid on the ground all night with a gun woke up in the morning or not woke up got came out in the morning and his entire camper was surrounded by boulders they piled up stone that is stone wall around it unreal yeah that, is, that might be the most terrifying art bell call i've ever heard and that was a probably that was probably bigfoot is what it was alluding what it said, to yeah exactly but he heard i think that one he heard multiple voices too or like yeah. calls or talk i think it's that one it was getting into like bigfoot ass the feral people territory too maybe yeah it's just like i think you're combining that other one with the missing 401 where they heard the people talking all night right yeah there was that yeah, yeah maybe a, that kind of similar he heard story screams maybe more like mm. a bigfoot thing but i think multiple bigfoot screams like different directions I would just start crying in a field position. <laughs> yeah. if that what do you do? What do, you do? <laughs> See, you can't. Like, what are you going to do? Fight that? They're moving boulders. <laughs> that is the scariest yeah. shit. Nope. Don't love any of that. I'll be at the Holiday Inn. They have a hotel bar. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wind Good River call. turnaround. Good, avoid yeah. at all cost. Where did he say that was? Did he say or just said Wind, wind River turnaround? Uh, saw the Shoshani. Uh, I forget exactly, but let's call it Wyoming Indian reservation out West. <laughs> All right. That was a good call, Whew. but no, thank you. All right. All right. What's next? Before I get to John and we have in uh, radio, the luxury of a lot of time, John is uh, on the line and able to hear what I'm saying right now. And I guess I'm going to begin this show uh, with my experience. So it's out of the way. And I'm going to relate this experience to you because it really, in some ways, accounts for why John is here on this particular morning. Because when I saw what I saw this last Sunday, I picked up the phone uh, the moment I hit the house and called John Lear's house. Unfortunately, at that point, got a tape and uh, related briefly my experience. And uh, John called me the next day, and uh, we, I, I, it was like a, a confession or something. <laughs> I had to get old of John. So here's what happened briefly this last Sunday. 
and I will neither, uh, if I'm able, add, add to it or detract from it. I'm going to tell you the story just as it happened. On my way home to a little town to the west of Las Vegas, about 60 miles to the west, uh, called Pahrump, Nevada. And I was about a mile from home and uh, on a street that runs from east or uh, east-west, and I was traveling east to west uh, to intersect with a street that runs north-south and would take me on the final leg home. It was uh, about uh, 11, it was between 11 and 11.30. I'm sorry, I didn't really note the time that carefully, but somewhere in that uh, window between 11 and 11.30, I should suspect about 11.15 or 20 would be my best guess. And I was on this uh, final street, and all of a sudden, uh, you'll recall, the, the moon was a bit fuller than it is now, so it was fairly well lit up. The uh, weather conditions were calm. Uh, if there was a breeze, it was a very, very light breeze, uh, as to be insignificant. My wife uh, caught something, I guess, out of the corner of her eye and turned around, looked out the back window and said, What in the hell is that? I said, I don't know. And I stopped the car and uh, I turned off uh, uh, the headlights and uh, uh, rolled down my window. And coming up from behind us, just off the driver's side, was something large. I would guesstimate it would be a 100 feet across. Absolutely triangular. And I would guess it to be at about 150 feet uh, in altitude. And it was coming up literally behind us. Its uh, direction of travel was roughly uh, east-southeast and traveling towards the uh, west-northwest. And it was lit. There were two white lights and one strobing red light. Strobing at a rate uh, faster than you would associate with uh, normal uh, aviation traffic. The object was moving very slowly. The word I would use to describe its movement was more floating. Uh, certainly it was going um, at, a, at a rate that would not sustain conventional aircraft in flight. There just wouldn't be enough lift at that speed. So it was floating and it literally floated uh, right across the, or very nearly across the top of my car, just a little off to the driver's side. And I'll tell you, the sky was lit well enough that when I looked up at it, I was able to discern the substance of it. And it was black and solid and triangular. And it moved uh, out and uh, across uh, uh, my area very slowly floated out across and continued to float in a west-northwesterly direction until uh, I could see it uh, literally going across uh, the entire valley and uh, I was able to keep sight of it uh, for, oh, I don't know, uh, maybe as much as four, four, three or four minutes somewhere in there and then I finally lost sight of it. So I have absolutely no idea what I saw except that it was large. It was precisely as I described to you it wasn't a guess. It was not an indistinct light. This was, without question, a craft. The question is, was it a craft that uh, our military has? 
that we don't know that they have? Or was it from someplace else? I don't know. I would suspect the first before the second, but certainly either one is possible. So that was my experience. I'm 48 years old. I've never seen one of these things before. I didn't think I ever would see one, but I did. My wife uh, was witness as well. I actually put her on the air uh, the other morning for about 30 seconds just because I didn't want to be out there twisting slowly in the breeze by myself. And I'm still thinking about all this. So there it is. For what it is, for what it's worth, that's my story, and I swear to you, it is true. Sounds like a weather balloon to me. <laughs> <laughs> you, said, you said it to Art Bell, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he right out there by Area 51, like not too, too yeah, far? Yeah, not too far. <clears throat> I'm sure there's all kind of crazy shit oh, yeah, out there. Yeah. Still a, a creepy, interesting story. To be, you know, a ro- ride down the road like that and it comes yeah, up behind right. you. That large and just moving so slow, just mm. like floating over you, like he said. Yeah, he always brings it. He always brought that up as, mm. as his UFO thing. He never said what he thought it was. Just what year was that from? Do you know? He said he was 48. I'm sure we could look it up what year he was born, but yeah, I can't remember. I'll find it on it. That's a whole sub genre of ufos the black triangles is it mm-hmm. hmm. yeah we could probably do an episode on black triangles he was born in 1945 dave what's the math on that 93 there boom look at that so there you go i thought he was gonna get real specific because he's like i was able to ascertain the substance and it was black, <laughs> black and metal <laughs> <laughs> and, well. <solid>. and he <laughs> said triangular too like all right <laughs> look he did his best <laughs> So he might have seen a UFO. He saw something. You also don't fuck with Ouija boards. He'll tell you that. Yep. He'll tell you that all the time. Yeah, that's a big no-no. And, you know, use a fucking landline. Is it too much to ask? <laughs> I like to think that, you know, coming back at, what do you say, between 11 and 1130, mm-hmm. him and the missus made a Taco Bell run, right? That's what it was. <laughs> the Taco Bell. Just saying. That's Into my- the bunny ranch out there. Maybe that's what see my pal uh, Air Force Amy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is she the one that you yelled at for standing in front of you yeah <laughs> air force uh amy cowboy hat on backstage at uh fuck out of here amy Howard Stern show and, uh, <laughs> got out of my way i wish i knew what episode we discussed that on but that's available in the archive somewhere <laughs> that full story good call yeah well i'd love a, to see not it. a call clip i guess mm-hmm. and stuff like that is even so much cooler out in the desert too without with the lack of lights like it's got to be a whole different experience than if we saw it here and that's what he said with the moon too you know you can see well like you could tell what's going on like you can see everything out there well that was like the phoenix lights in arizona and people that weren't a part of it when it was over the city people that were like on its way there Mm -hmm. said that they could see it like blacked out the stars everything's so clear yeah yeah Someday we'll see it. That's crazy stuff. All right, here we go. Toll-free line, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi, Art. This is Kirk in Medford, Oregon. Hello, Kirk. What's, uh, what do you have for us? Well, I've had some strange things happen to me uh, in the mid-50s. We lived in a, in a house uh, in California on Garden Grove Avenue. Mm-hmm. 
and I was a kid of maybe about uh, 10, 11, and every every I had trouble uh, like going in the bedroom. It seems that things happened, and I, I was uncomfortable, and I, you know, I just was afraid to go in this in this bedroom we had in this house. I didn't like it. And one night, one night, uh, my grandparents came over, and they uh, we had dinner and such. And um, just as they were leaving, I just happened to walk by my bedroom. I was getting ready to go to bed, and I saw the curtain move. And just out of the corner of my eye, you know, and I had a bad feeling. And I looked over, and I could hardly bleed my eyes. And I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go in the bedroom, but but it turned out it was time to go to bed, so we did. And uh, when I went in there, uh, no sooner had I been on the bed for more than two or three minutes. Um, it seemed unreasonably dark, and I, I started to panic. And I noticed my, my window being open, I, a slight breeze coming in, and it was unreasonably cold. And with no warning, this unusual ghost-like being floated through the window. Mm. And I got the impression that it was female. I don't know why. It had uh, white hair that almost looked like straw. And I, try, I tried so hard to scream... And, and it's an odd sensation. I, I know I was awake. It, I wasn't dreaming because, you know, I was aware of... Let me uh, guess. The scream wouldn't come. Well, it, it, it did slightly. It did slightly, but I just couldn't get it out. And, and mm -hmm. this being floated toward me, and it grabbed my hand. And as I was starting to scream, and actually, you know, I was making sounds, it tied something around my finger, and then I was completely uh, immobile. It, it then kind of floated me up out of bed and by the window, and I actually floated out the window, and I got the sensation when I was floating that I was like on a magic carpet. Hmm. And I remember being floated toward a light, and I remember being poked and prodded, and I got the weirdest sensation, you know, like, like almost like a tickling sensation. I noticed a buzzing sound. And... And then I, I, I don't remember much after that. I remember being back in bed. You know what I would say to you, sir? What's that? And I don't know if it would be right or not, but I would say if you ever have the opportunity, get a hypnotist to regress you. What you may have experienced may not have been so much a ghost story as it is an abduction story. And that's what kind of scares me because, because I'll tell you something. Uh, several months after that, I was back in my bedroom and talk about closets. I was, I was <laughs> laying in bed. I, my little brother used to hop in bed with me, you know, we, he just, I was used to that, you know, he'd hop in bed, he got scared a few times. Sure. But one night, uh, my little brother was not in the bedroom, and, I, and, I, and it turns out that I felt something next to me touching me all over, and it felt like claws. And it was the weirdest, most awful thing, and it pushed me in the closet, inside the closet, and the door uh, went shut. And that time I did manage mm -hmm. to scream. My mother came in and turned the light on and found me in there, and I was shaken hysterical. All right. I appreciate the call, sir. There it is, another closet story. How about that? you got to keep your closet doors shut also. <laughs> close your blinds and close your closets. Is that a rule? You, you don't sleep with your closet open. Everyone knows that. I, yeah, that would be kind of strange. Yeah. I also am not a fan. Ian does the way he's looking at it. I'm also right not now. a fan no, of sleeping I... with your bedroom door open. <laughs> close the fucking door. Otherwise, you're going to wake up in the middle of the night and there's going to be a figure standing in one of those doors, either your closet door or your bedroom door. Mm, your blinds are my... open. They're going to be looking at you while you sleep. I sleep with my bedroom door open. That one's okay. I, I still don't prefer it. 
but the closet has to be shut. Has to be. That seems like a hybrid story. Could be a lot of different things going on. There, there was a lot going on there. Yeah. I remember listening to that. I think that was a ghost to ghost. And there was a theme that night of closets. The closets and yeah. then Art went on a rant about how you need to have your, your closet shut. That's right. He does. He does agree with me on that one. Well, anyone that's seen Poltergeist knows that. This is true. Yeah. Closet. Yeah. Awesome movie. <laughs> You've never seen Poltergeist? I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Is that a, that's a movie? Uh, Steven Spielberg. Oh, boy. 1962? 83. Oh, okay. <laughs> I saw it in a theater. I distinctly remember. I'll, I'll see it. Oh, that's a lust. <laughs> the little girl that says they're here. I know that clip. Yeah. I thought that was from The Shining. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You can't expect me to sit down and watch all these oh, movies. Oh, boy got that time i'm too busy closing doors and blinds mm. do you guys remember that story from uh, was it last year or the year before about the uncle <laughs> like i feel like that might be what's taking place there oh, the, the guy, oh from our, our, our show our the our bell show it was getting poked so like yeah. they were getting poked it was really his uncle attack well that's what we said no i think that's what the joke we made oh yeah he felt like a like a like a poltergeist or a spirit like poking and prodding at the spot right. yeah. like no fucking dude you just have like weird it was you your know, uncle. uncle rico downstairs <laughs> just poking at you <laughs> that was i think that was one of our patreon maybe that was the first art bell i don't remember i don't remember but that was yeah would you ever be able to sleep in your bedroom again though if that yeah. happened you move you move can't right how could you ever sleep in there again his thing almost even sounds like uh, like he was getting abducted by the tall whites. Like that's a whole subgenre of even aliens. Mm. These tall, they look like grays, but they're tall. Their skin's white, and they have uh, like straw, kind of straggly, that's, long that's hair. Hairy. Exactly what he described. Yeah. Everything's white. Huh. Mm. The um, a second part of his story, I think, is a little weird. The one with like felt a claw like push him into his closet and then he woke up screaming i must feel like that one might have been more of a dream he was watching too much polar guys maybe so and after maybe after this first because i think he said that happened after right yeah maybe after that first experience he was just a little too afraid which i would be as well i wouldn't even be able to fall asleep again but well he said it was in the 50s too which is crazy which you know probably when like all those alien invasion movies started coming out and stuff yeah it's interesting huh scary it's a mix the whole first half that i'm thinking it's a ghost story and then they pull the old swerve on us yeah as soon as he said like tall figure with white the white hair i'm like oh shit Mm. it's just turned into an alien abduction yeah because with like ghosts like you don't hear of them like pulling you around or moving you maybe moving you a little bit but like pulling you out a window like that's a that's an alien thing the ghost ones you always hear them like just seeing them in the corner or like feeling them like moving in your bed yeah, he said it like tied something around his finger. Yeah. That's what they're doing back. Well, it's the 50s. They didn't have the technology. <laughs> Aliens had not developed the technology yet to just beam you up or whatever. And tie a rope around your finger and pull you up. <laughs> like fishing style. Is there something interfering with your happiness? Something keeping you from achieving your 2020 goals? Let's face it. These are certainly trying times. From being cooped up inside your home to wondering how you're going to pay next month's bills, we're all experiencing some form of stress or strain on our mental health. And for that, BetterHelp is here for us. BetterHelp is an online mental health provider that will assess your needs and match you up with your own licensed professional therapist. The best part? No waiting rooms. That's a pretty big deal if you're as impatient as I am. 
BetterHelp is a safe and private online environment that will have you communicating with a counselor within the first 24 hours. And once you've begun, you can send your counselor a message at any time, always getting a helpful response in a timely manner. You even have the ability to schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all from the comfort of your very own couch. BetterHelp is available worldwide and has a broad range of expertise available, including licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflict, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're currently recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Not happy with your counselor? No worries. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches and makes it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Remember, everything you share with your BetterHelp counselor is completely confidential. And while it's not a crisis line, it is a convenient, professional, and affordable way to seek the help you deserve. Financial aid is even offered to those who qualify. Want to hear how BetterHelp assisted people just like you? Check out the testimonials posted daily on their site. Look, we here at Necronomapod want you to start living a happier life. So, as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com Necro. Join over 1 million people already taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, BetterHelp.com slash Necro. Finding a skincare routine that's easy to follow, easy to stick to, that delivers long-lasting results, has been near impossible for most busy men and women. My wife has tried a lot of brands, all different products, all of which promised amazing results. The problem has been making time for complicated routines and way too many products to keep straight. She never used them correctly or constantly forgot a step and just gave up because she didn't see any real results. Hey Honey was a game changer for her. They use honey and bee propolis ingredients that have been used for centuries to create products that eliminate the need for overwhelming amounts of steps in order to see results. For example, the Good Morning Serum acts as a serum and makeup primer that hydrates the skin, all-in-one, easy-to-use product, making it perfect for when you're short on time and it makes traveling a breeze. Hey Honey is real, using only real testimonies supported by over 1 million real reviews promising the real results of each product using real, clean ingredients, being a real, planet-friendly brand, and is a real, pro-grade line for fast-acting, long-lasting, multitasking, and self-adjusting. Visit heyhoney.com and use promo code NECRO for 20% off your first order. That's heyhoney.com, code NECRO, for 20% off your first order. I'm Art Bell. Back to the phones. And uh, good morning. First time caller line. You're on the air. Where are you calling from? Morning. Uh, from Alameda, California, right well, outside of San Francisco. Oh, excellent. Welcome to the program. Sorrow. Um, last year, my five children and I, we live in a big, old, rambling house. And um, I started hearing things, um, but I thought it was the children. The house was so big that you might hear from the next room with five kids. Anybody could be anywhere in the house. Absolutely. And I'd go, and uh, the door slammed too hard. So I'd go to a reprimand, don't be slamming the door, and there was no one there. So, of course, your mind tells you, hmm, I thought I heard something. Oh, well, 
<laughs> and uh, so then you'd hear footsteps and you'd think someone's coming downstairs and you'd go and, oh, I thought I heard something. Oh, well. Yeah, well, the human mind, of course, reaches out to find rational explanations for things that may not have any rational explanation. Absolutely, and, and denial, too. Sure. Is, it's called denial. Well, uh, unbeknownst to me, the children were experiencing noises and footsteps, and I didn't want to tell them because I wasn't sure what it was, and I dismissed it from my mind. And then when I started saying, no, this is something, I didn't want to scare them. And apparently they were experiencing all this as well, people going into the shower, someone entering the shower when they were in the shower. That would bother me. Oh, that, that's very unnerving. Um, um, Suddenly be in the shower soaping up and feel the brush yes. of another body next to you. Real sensation of something or somebody, and you quickly look out the curtain and no one's there. Oh. You quickly lather off and everything. You say, but I know I did. But here again, I, oh well, I guess it's my mind. Mm. Well, everyone was experiencing these things, but no one told anybody. I didn't for the specific purpose. I didn't want to scare the children. They didn't tell me, thinking, as a child think that if they told me it would come true right the one day that we found out that everybody knew was when I was reprimanding my son and he was very distracted and agitated and I thought he was being disrespectful so as I started to correct him even more he finally said no mom it's not you I saw something and that's when the flood of everybody yes I saw it too and I heard this and I saw that and I saw, I mean you would hear someone jumping on the bed and I'd go to look and nobody was there another night I was home alone and I was very agitated and I couldn't read I couldn't sit down I couldn't watch TV and so finally I sat down and looked at a picture book one of the children's picture books and I had this overwhelming sense that someone was looking at me mm -hmm. when they came home they saw two um, footprints of mud and my son put his feet in there and the angle that it was whatever it was was staring at me that's why I was so agitated so these things just started accelerating um, when the thing found out that we knew it started manifesting itself in the form of a shadow and I'm talking about at 12 uh, noontime the children saw it first and they became just uh, crumpled they were crumpled absolutely I mean they were yelling and screaming and I'd be crumpled too and I mean I was just <laughs> I didn't know what to think uh, so I called my priest I went up and we right away got in the van and went up there and told him and he didn't believe us he said there were mice or you know people hysteria and all the uh, uh, common explanations that you get I was so upset that on the way home I ran a stop sign I knew that we saw and we heard what we saw and we heard finally till that night I saw the shadow and I bolted up uh, we, had, we were all sleeping now together we all had to touch each other everybody six people in a room everybody's feet or something had to be touching we were so scared I do understand yes I didn't want to tell anybody with the reaction of the priest that it wasn't true I thought we'd be labeled as either liars or did the, did the priest come there no, he didn't even want to deal with it. He didn't want to hear about it. He, I mean, what? I guess I figured out later, like, 
what could he do? I don't know. I, I still don't understand why he did not help us. Or well, anything. we're about out of time. How did it become resolved? Or well, uh, another priest, we found another priest to come and bless the house. Um, the thing got very agitated. Uh, it started throwing things and making noises. And when the priest left, it was still here. We all, my children just became hysterical. I got a crucifix and very uh, uh, corny, I guess, but I went through the house, sending it back to where it came, and it left. But I was still about two weeks later now. We're still sleeping together. No one can move. We're paralyzed. No one's eating. No one's going to school. No one's anything. And I'm just saying in my mind, what could it have been? And a voice said, your brother. Uh, sure oh enough, I called God. around the last known address he was at. No one had seen him in about 15 years. Somehow I was able to track him down in San Francisco. He had died two months before. Oh, my God. Thank you. Very, thank, thank you very much for the call. Oh, that sends shivers down my spine. That's the kind of thing that does it, and that's the kind of thing that is so frequent. Uh, when you hear these stories, it comes again and again. Somebody who's passed away, somebody who's passed away without leaving a message or finishing something that was so important in their life that it couldn't be ignored even in death. All those priests and their uh, all those kids in a priest couldn't come. That's unusual. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Pick this call just for that joke. <laughs> that uh, shadow people are scary. That, that 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 those are the kind of calls that like I I love listening to Ghost to Ghost for because that's oh, yeah. like that's creepy, creepy stuff. It's yeah. creepy. And like this is coming classic from classic haunting going uh, on. Here. Uh, this is from three guys who don't necessarily believe in ghosts, but like that's still terrifying. Stories are still good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I gotta disagree with Art though. It'd be nice to have someone help soap your back while you're taking a shower. <laughs> I don't know that that's horrible. Right? Well, when it's your kids, <laughs> you got a petter ass ghost. <laughs> that's not fun. How's Chris Hansen gonna make him sit down? <laughs> He's like six people in a room. We all had to touch each other. That's called an orgy lady. <laughs> that's her children. Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> uh, so what? So what do we think? It's the brother. I don't know. Why would you fuck with like a family though? Like if you're if you're the brother, maybe why go back and haunt? Maybe they misconstrued what he was trying to do. Your ghost. Everything's going to be construed as fucking terrifying. Maybe though. you don't know your ghost. You think Maybe you're, still you're alive. trying to come see your family. You think you're still alive. That's interesting. Have you guys seen that movie? When they're not acknowledging you, though? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Have you seen that movie, Ghost? With the guy that just looks like he's got the, the white sheet? It's been a long time. Like I'm, the Whoopi Goldberg Ghost? No, no. It's a newer movie. Oh, I, I haven't watched that. That movie's really fucking good. It looked really sad, and I've been avoiding it. it is, it's very sad, yeah. but it's what i imagine if there was an afterlife uh, what it would be like i can't watch that, that. sounds horribly depressing it, it it really does it's a very depressing movie but like it's i like really kcf flack is that that one yeah i, I know what you're talking yeah. about because he just looks like a classic ghost yeah. it looks super depressing i like to think i'm not afraid of death like it is what it is you know whatever it's a super long sleep i can, I can get down with that 
I don't want to see something that's going to fucking depress me and bum me out and make me be not want to die. Like that's not scary, but like being right. stuck around in some kind of weird yeah. universe is the, what the scary part. And like, or like seeing your loved ones, but not being able to be a part of it. Like, yeah, it's the I ultimate. I don't want any torture. part of anything yeah. like that. Fuck yeah, that. You guys don't want to watch it. I, I, I know exactly <laughs> what it's about. And I've skipped it. I don't want to watch that. Awful. It's one of the better movies. It'll I've ruin seen my whole week. Time. I don't want to see that. Nope. <laughs> wow. That's a hard and cold pass. Two thirds of that. I am, I am not watching that movie. It's called Ghost, right? No, it's not called Ghost. It's called. Uh, I'm just making up shit. What's it called? It's just it's just him in a in the Casper out sheet on the cover. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. That's why I thought you're talking about Ghost. Pat <laughs> the Patrick Swayze. Well, that's what I was. Well, that's Ghost. Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> fuck is that movie called something of me or yeah i can't remember the name i know exactly what you're talking about that's not on my list well now this got really fucking depressing and sad i don't want to <laughs> do this anymore <laughs> i want to go home uh it's called a ghost story uh, okay yeah casey affleck we'll avoid that one yeah i'm nope unless you want to feel like shit for a few hours it has a nice ending and it finally just dies I'm not gonna <laughs> spoil it for anybody. Else. Maybe you'll turn, maybe you'll watch it someday. Yeah, uh, I'll put it on the list. Right. Behind Poltergeist, and <laughs> The Shining, and what's the new one? What you, what's the one you were talking about earlier? Let's do a little f- something. Uh, Dune. 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 What is that? It was great. But what is it about? Sci-fi stuff. Yeah. You're not gonna yes, like it. No, thank it's you. Classic science fiction novel, Mike. Yeah, you're not gonna like it. Was it good? Was the movie good? The movie's it fantastic. Lived up to the hype. I've been seeing a ton of people talk about it. Excellent. It's on the the flicks, Netflix. That is. It's on. Uh, I think it's on HBO Max. Oh, yeah. know, excuse me, for the snooty people out there that can afford <laughs> HBO Max. I have HBO Max, but <laughs> I'm, I'm using your login. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, it's better with my bit. If I, do I mean, only when you're at my house. When it's legal for me to use your login. Of course. I show you on my phone. You can watch it on my. I hold, I hold my phone in front of you and you watch it. That's correct. Oh. Come on, it's a little close sometimes, but it's worth it for free. So, and sometimes it's annoying when I zoom in, like the phone, but to add like dramatic effect, and this is like a scary part. And I move the phone really close to your face. I just think I'm good at that. I'm getting better. It's a work in progress. Oh boy. Anyways, okay. Um, I don't know. That was a good call. That was a scary one. Very creepy again. Imagine like you feel like you're being watched nothing's there and then the next day there's footprints exactly where you were looking at you also i want to know why this lady said that she was home alone meaning she had five kids she had the house to herself why were you not fucking like wine drunk and like binging netflix (laughs) or you know blasting some music or you know risky Mm. businessing around your house you had five kids you had the house to yourself and like you were bored or you you couldn't you were restless it's a good point fucking rip whip out a bottle of crown royal and have a good time am i wrong no i mean entertainment options is probably from the <laughs> 90s might have been limited i don't know when this call was from but okay then get a the bottle crown of, royal was there though get a bottle of wine and put on fucking tbs or whatever <laughs> i bet even still back then they were showing shawshank every fucking hour that's true you could have a good time with a bottle of wine and then shawshank redemption you absolutely could mm-hmm. let's go First time caller line, Dan in Indiana. You're on the air. How you doing, Art? I'm okay, sir. All right. I want to tell you about an experience I had. And actually, I want to know if uh, 
if you've ever heard anything like this, or if any of your listeners have heard this, um, I'm I'm a big skeptic when it comes to supernatural things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had something that kind of shook me a bit. And then I had another experience that actually opened my eyes. And what happened was, back in 2002, early that year, I was laying in bed with my wife, um, asleep, deep sound asleep. And I get this feeling that something's watching me. And it's not like watch, like a glance, kind of like I'm being studied. Something's really strongly looking at me. I wake up because it's that strong. And I'll, I immediately look over into the direction of the uh, edge of the bed. And I see the head, it, it's it's like an older lady, but the face is completely green. And I don't green? see the body. Did you, excuse me. Did you say green? Yes, I did. Okay. And I don't see a body at all. I'm not saying there wasn't one. I just don't see it. I focused on the head. And the head is about a foot away from me, eye level, with me oh, laying down. God, a green, uh, lonely head. Well, it obviously freaks me out. So I hmm. push away from it, and, and so I bump it to my wife. I look over at her, and I look back. The strange thing about this, and what I remember clearly, is that this head, uh, this face, was just a shock to see that I was awake. It was like I shouldn't have woke up. And the head slowly starts backing away and raising up, as if almost into a standing position. I look at my wife, and I look back. And the head is really is still raising up. I look back at her again because I hit her pretty hard. And and now she's looking at me. And I look back, the head's gone. No, no, no wait a minute. You hit who hard? Your wife? Uh, I bumped into her. My you wife. Bumped into yeah. her. Okay, so by now she's awake, right? Right, she's awake, and the head's is gone. Is she seeing the green head? She did not see it. So in my mind, I'm thinking. First, I, I knew I saw it, and I'm convinced. As as a year or two passed, I'm thinking I dreamed it. I know I dreamed it. I, I, met, I might have been in that state of half-consciousness until this happened. Last year, a friend of mine gives me a call, and he's almost a lifelong friend. We went to school together, and, and we just had a random conversation. And then he says, he says this to me. He goes, Dan, I've never told anyone this. Back when I was 10 years old, he said, I know my, my dad's house was haunted. He said, back when I was 10 years old, I got this real strong feeling while I was asleep that something was watching me. I wake up and I look over and I see the green head of an old lady watching me. Uh, and that that did it. I'm now, sure it did. I'm just wondering, has, has anybody else ever told you about something like this? Or have you ever heard anything about this? Not, not about a green head, but uh, what we'll do is toss it out uh, to the audience, Dan. It's very interesting. What, what, what One aspect of your story, though, is familiar to me, and that is that whether it's a green head of an old lady or it's a shadow person or some other form of spirit, the, um, uh, the fact that uh, the, the spirit, when it realizes it is being seen, is as surprised or more surprised or shocked than you is a recurring theme. Very much a recurring theme. We're hearing that again and again and again and again. And it's almost as though something, some other dimensional entity or, you know, I don't know the right words to use. We really don't know whether it's a ghost, whether it's something from another dimension, extraterrestrial, whatever it is, they seem to be under the working assumption that they cannot be seen by us. And when they are, when they realize that they're seen, they are suddenly more shocked than we are. And that's very much a recurring theme. So there's certainly something going on, as usual, uh, coast to coast AM, a little ahead of the uh, the curve. 
the rest of the world in reporting or even being willing to talk about a subject like this. So I think you're on to something. I think you're all on to something. Those of you who have said that uh, these entities are shocked when they realize we can see them. There's something to it. All right, let's go to uh, Wildcard Line 1, Wesley in Iowa. How about that? I always feel like somebody's <laughs> watching me. I can't get no privacy. <laughs> How many times do they say green head? What about the green head? <laughs> That's crazy, man. There is something to that. The, the green head thing? No, but to like where paranormal stuff like sometimes the entities act surprised like when you see them mm. yeah like the, there's alien abduction stories and stuff not not necessarily like they can see uh but they get scared or thrown off by something that we do that's just a really small thing unexpected on their end yeah and they <laughs> kind of freak out and get scared like the green hat's like oh fuck you could see me yeah. <laughs> shit the green hat's like, my DMT is kicking in. <laughs> like this guy can see me right now. I'm going to make him go plow into his wife. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be fucking creeped out. I like how he acknowledges, though, that like he's like, maybe it was a dream. I don't know. Yeah. Those are the people that I tend to more believe because that's how I am. Like I've talked about with like with my experiences with sleep paralysis, like I don't I'm not here to say it's real. I know what I've experienced and I know that it's felt very real to me, but I also know that I could very well just be having a very vivid dream because I'm never panicked in my sleep paralysis. So it's weird. You know, I don't know. My experience is different than what other people have had. Mm -hmm. And mine is very real to me. But does that mean it's actually real? You know, the mind plays tricks on you. I, you know, when we talk about dimensional stuff or perception, I mean, if you think it's real, then it's real. It's reality at that point. It's your right? reality. Yeah. Even if you're dreaming it, though, like, that's my point. Like, I could be dreaming it. I mean, it's real in that moment, but is it yeah. really I happening? I, I don't know. It's interesting. So the green head thing would kind of be the same. Like, is that is that a form of almost sleep paralysis where you I mean, he felt like he moved, though. So I don't know. Mm. or right. like the uh the people what is it the the shadow figures that like sit on your chest and during sleep paralysis like that stuff i've never had that that's fucking terrifying that is that would not be a good day <laughs> <laughs> maybe you, the head was jambi what color is jambi blue or green blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, did the head go mecca <laughs> i didn't understand any of that like jambi was now blue, i get it, though, right? now I get it. <laughs> art's like did you say green <laughs> When art interrupts to clarify something, mm-hmm. you know it's big. Like you said something yeah. big, right? Did you say green headed, <laughs> sir? Excuse me, excuse me, sir. Did, did did you say green? <laughs> yeah. Then one of the chances his buddy calls him. Oh, by the way, when I was ten, I saw a disembodied green head in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, mm. but if it did, if that did happen, wouldn't you be like motherfucker? I would think I stayed at that kid's house or something, and I brought that green head home with me, and it's been watching me ever since, right? Yeah. That'd be my first thought. When you just said it would be, uh, that would be a not good thing when, you know, like a shadow figure during uh, sleep paralysis. 
I just picture like the next morning, it's uh, like Burbs after he has his bad dream and you're just sitting in bed like a zombie drinking orange juice watching Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Not allowed to go out with your friends. That's your wife says no. Ian and I are fucking like, can Dave come out and play? <laughs> nope. Dave's not feeling well today. Nope. He's staying in. As a kid, that scene in the Burbs terrified me. When he's walking on the steps and the chainsaw comes through the <laughs> wall, I was terrified as a kid. Because it could happen. Yeah, like that's. Can you imagine like going down the steps at night and then the smoke's coming up at his feet? <laughs> Anyways, it's on Peacock. Let's go. What's next? When the clouds and the wind and the rain come, it's very eerie indeed. And here is my caller again. Out on his porch still? Yes, I am. Uh-huh. After a quick turkey break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir. Uh, from uh, here in Erie, Pahrump, what have you? Well, um, back in 1983, I was a young married father, and I took my wife and little baby. We moved to California to Long Beach. Um, I had a rather low-paying job, and I had an uncle that offered us an apartment in his apartment building if we managed it, so it was for free. Um, it was a little one-bedroom apartment. And we were so poor, we didn't own a bed yet. So we had a fold-out couch. So we put the baby in his crib in, in the one bedroom, and we slept out on the couch until we could get in bed. Um, every night, usually about 9 or 10 o'clock, the baby would wake up just screaming hysterical. We'd bring him out, and as soon as we brought him out, he would calm down and, and go to sleep. And it got to the point for about a month where we wound up having him sleep with us every night. Uh, we finally got a bed. <clears throat> Excuse me. And... Uh, switched rooms. We put him out in the front room in his crib and we slept in the bedroom. Sure. Um, I guess it was about a month or so went by. One night I was sleeping and I started having this weird dream that turned really scary. Now, um, as I was growing up, there was a period where when I was a young kid, I had scary dreams all the time. And I guess out of necessity, I taught myself to wake up when a dream got too scary. Now, this happened to me. I woke up. Um, I was laying face down on my waterbed. Mm-hmm. And something had a hand in the middle of my back mm-hmm. and had a hand on the back of my head and was shoving me down into the water, into the pillow. And I couldn't breathe. So I opened my mouth to talk to oh, call God. for help to my wife. Yes. And whatever it was, it bound my tongue. I couldn't talk. All that was coming out was a bunch of gibberish. And so I was struggling back and forth, and whatever it was was incredibly strong and shoving me down into this waterbed. And I figured, well, if I wiggle back and forth enough, I'll wake my wife up. Well, she woke up and she says, my gosh, what's going on? And she flipped on the light. And as soon as she turned on the light... Um, whatever it was released me and she I looked up at her and she looked at me and she says oh my gosh what happened I feel this it felt she ex- described that the room felt like it was just filled with hate and oh. I, expl- I explained to her what had happened and, and it was just <laughs> you know I didn't sleep very much that night you know we oh thanks a lot I've got a waterbed <laughs> and up until now I've loved it well um, I can only imagine that uh, that that was uh, attempted murder well let me finish the story, and, and, and it, it gets even creepier. I, uh, you know, we, we said a couple of quick prayers, and the room still felt creepy. We didn't sleep much that night. Um, I was also working for my uncle. So the next day, I told him what had happened, and he kind of scoffed at it. He says, oh, yeah, right. I've never had anyone else complain about living in that apartment. And I said, well, I wonder what happened. And then he got kind of serious for a minute, and he goes, well, there's something I didn't want to tell you. He said, a year before you and your wife moved in, um, we had um, a couple that lived there, and the man was this was a drug dealer, and he wound up getting murdered in that room. Somebody came in and busted in and shot him with a shotgun. <laughs> and I said, and you're trying to tell me you don't believe, you know, what I'm telling you, that you think it's just a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. 
and he really didn't say much after that. And uh, that's basically my story. Up until then, of course, I never believed in ghosts. And that, after that, I've been... <laughs> that's enough for me, sir. I've been converted. I, I appreciate the call on the dark, rainy night. You bet. Take care. How about that? The, uh, it's interesting to me the like the the things like that, like uh, deaths, violence, murder that are committed in such heinous acts. What does that do to like the energy of a of a place? Hmm. Like like the wife said, like it feels like this room is filled with hate. That's a little crazy. Like you think the more violent someone dies, the more likely like it could leave some sort of residual existence yeah, or something in that space just some energy yeah yeah there's i don't know hmm. i feel like there could be something to that i maybe i'm not. on board with that thought process but just yeah like you would feel like this is filled with hate like that was that's a violent way to be killed and i'm not saying that happens with all of them but i don't know can't think of a room i ever went into and i was like oh this room feels off anytime i've yeah, felt I that I, yeah, I knew yeah. beforehand that something had happened in there like I, there's a room that I've been in, uh, my, my mother-in-law's house, a guy before they had it committed suicide in the upstairs. So I think when I go up there, I'm like, oh, it feels weird, but, but I you already knew ahead of time. Right. I already knew about that. Imagine feeling that way without knowing and then finding out after, right. oh yeah. yeah, something horrible happened here. Yeah. I've That's never wild. Had, yeah. I've never had that happen. What I think is wild is that people used to sleep on waterbeds. Remember, they, that was a huge thing. Yeah, I had one. They weren't comfortable. They're horrible. <laughs> I can't imagine that I ever had a waterbed. It's ridiculous. Are, were they horrible compared to, and I'm asking legitimately, compared to what else was available at that time or compared to mattresses now that are fucking phenomenal? Mm, that's a good question. I have this extra like mat on top of my mattress now. Yeah. It is the most comfortable I've ever slept in my life. But it's like... Like a mat you put on top of your mattress also. Yeah, yeah we have one of those. Yeah. I don't but, even know what they're called. They're fantastic. But like a foam topper or something like I that. I think so. Yeah. yeah. But I need a foam. You act like I put it on Dave. <laughs> oh, that's what the hired help is for. They also renew my HBO subscription. <laughs> but it's it's comfortable, right? It is. But you still have but, to have a firm bed. Like those water beds, you just like sunk in there. It was like a wave. <laughs> I I... I think back and i wonder how i ever even slept my uncle had one and just as a kid it was fun to be on because yeah, you were just sure. like rolling around yeah. on it and shit it does not looking back on laying on one i couldn't imagine sleeping on it mm -mm. you just be fucking yeah. moving all night <laughs> exactly it's like going to bed really drunk and the room <laughs> is moving slightly right and you're like nope foot on the ground like can't do this like good for banging because you get some residual uh you know wave motion <laughs> but, but wouldn't that throw off kind of your flow i don't remember i don't know <laughs> yeah because yeah because you couldn't like move quickly people are like this is ghost to ghost these right. fucks are talking about water beds <laughs> like you try to switch up positions and you're just like yeah, fucking like, waves right. <laughs> and overboard <laughs> So yeah, that's a scary story. Yeah, uh, like how oh, Art's like, well, that's a that's an attempted murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> File a police report, sir. You fucking charge a ghost. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's creepy yeah. story. That's why I love this shit. That's so good. All right, I got one last call. 
Here it is. Here we go. So good. Wild card line, you're on the air. Hi, Art. Uh, this is Carl from Milwaukee. How you doing? Good. Uh, this uh, involves uh, my uh, my wife and her family. I, I had met her in, in high school, and uh, uh, for a while I went on a road, and when I came back I met up with her again, and and um, her father passed away, and, and like most of her family members, I guess, uh, uh, he had, had his body donated to medical science. And two years after we got married and moved into this house here, uh, I have a dream. And in the dream, yeah, we're in the cemetery. And I don't know how I knew it, it was her dad, because I really don't have a lot of recollection about what he looked like or sounded like, but I knew it was him, and, and I asked, what are you doing here? And he says, I'm looking for my body. <laughs> That's when I woke up. And when I woke up, I was even more scared because I couldn't move. And I called up my, I barely was able to call up my wife's name twice. And the next morning, I was kind of, kind of miffed at her because, you know, she didn't answer me. And I asked her, did you hear me call you? And she said, uh, yes, I did. And I said, why didn't you reply? She says, because you sounded like my father. Mm. Well, that's pretty strange, all right. Uh, I, I don't know if, uh, see, there, I have two explanations. I mean, uh, I have uh, narcolepsy, and people who have narcolepsy also have what's called cataplexy, which is paralysis. Now, which one might have altered my voice? Or it could be supernatural. I don't know. Take your well, it could, have been, it could have been some kind of sleep paralysis, or your body could have been taken over. In other words, one could go with the other paralyzed, and then the voice that came from you was indeed not yours. Wildcard line, you're on the air. <laughs> Could have been either of those things. <laughs> Narcolepsy's interesting. We just fall asleep. Oh, wouldn't right? that be nice, though, sometimes? Like, I just want to be able to fall asleep. Sitting here right now, you're like... Oh. <laughs> well, that'd be fun for the show. Like, oh, we lost Mike again. <laughs> See how long this one goes. We just get an adrenaline pen in here. We just jab you with it. <laughs> Shock you away. Yeah. Keep it like in a glass jar on the That's wall. Right. You always have to bust it open. <laughs> so is that a thing? Narcolepsy? Like change it. What did he say? Changes your voice or like can alter your voice? And yeah, he said something about sleep paralysis. Yeah. I don't know. It was all over the place. Or it could be supernatural art. I don't know. <laughs> Well, it's weird that, you know, if you take this guy's story as it is, it was weird that he was dreaming about his father-in-law, and then the next day, his <laughs> right. wife is like, well, you sounded like my dad. The next time he's banging his wife, like, he should do the father, <laughs> her father's voice. Yeah, because that would be a big turnout for her, right? <laughs> She'd probably love that. Remember when I gave you away at your wedding? <laughs> well, he says that, but he's like, call me daddy. <laughs> Better than that chump husband of yours. Oh, daddy. This is, this is appalling. It's appalling radio right now. Did your husband get a job yet? For this guy, it's a traumatic experience. So then he's being cucked by the ghost. His father-in-law. Of his father-in-law. Wow. With so his own dick. Jesus right. Christ, man. That's a rabbit hole there. Woo. Mm. Is it even cucking then if it's your own dick? <laughs> At what point do you become a cuck? Great question. If, if it's your dick or if you can't feel it? Mm. Does he realize it's happening or did the father-in-law completely take over? Well, ah, at right. this point, he did not know he sounded like his father-in-law. 
These are the questions that George Norrie should be asking, right? <laughs> He's like, your husband's penis is much smaller than mine. And she's like, I know, Danny. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this took a turn. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like some of these stories, people just sit home and try to concoct the best story that will get them on the air that art will like. I think a lot of them are seeking art's approval. You think Dave, really? <laughs> you don't think 99.9% .9 of these are that? Just stating the obvious here. I feel like there's that mix of people that made up their stories, people that are just genuinely out there. Mm -hmm. Like toenail guy. Yeah. Well, that guy is <laughs> his own fucking thing. Like, and then yeah. every once in a while, there's somebody that's credible and, well, like the Area 51 guy's legit. He was flying over Area 51. <laughs> you know, for a half hour, he was hearing signals and flying around. That, like, you can't fake that. That might be the best call. This probably is. It probably I is. think it is, yeah. Uh, callers being cucked by their father-in-law east of the Rockies <laughs> call. There you go. 1-800-CUCK-ME-NOW. This, this is the cuck open line. <laughs> Caller, you're on the air. <laughs> Now, if we had our own ghost to ghost, a cuck to cuck, <laughs> we do a cuck to cuck like maybe every March or something. Open line. Tell us about your cuck experience. You do that. <laughs> uh, yes, Art, my father in law keeps inhabiting my body and fucking my wife, and I'm tired of it. <laughs> there you go. I'm just saying they're not even ghosts. Not even ghosts. That's my actual cuck experience. Call us, let us know. Put you on the air. Put you on the air. <laughs> Ghost cucking might be more fun. I don't know. Well, sure. I'm just not sure how many, you know, calls you don't think that's a common occurrence. I'm not sure. <laughs> Ghost cucking. I'm not sure. Maybe it is. Maybe we open the lines and find out. Maybe I'm wrong. Ghost cucky, you're on the air. <laughs> First time ghost cucky caller, you're on the air. More experienced ghost cuckies, west of the Rockies, call 1 800. I've been cucked many times. Yeah. <laughs> uh. It would be creepy as fuck, though, if somebody just all of a sudden had someone else's voice, like just completely had someone else's weird. voice, especially someone that was dead. Yeah. Like uh, Exorcist 3 when he uh, in the, the killer, when he had the priest. Yeah. Mm. I love how you guys fucking talk about like Exorcist 3. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, I remember that scene. It's not the first time we've talked about it on this show. Like, I know Great I movie. haven't seen movies, but I've seen The Exorcist. I didn't know anyone saw Exorcist 2 or 3 or 4 or 5 or 6. 3 is fantastic. Is, so is that the series where you guys say 2 is terrible, two is but then terrible. 3 was awesome? Yeah. That was Dahmer's favorite movie, right? Yeah, that's right. Third one. You know what? 3 is not good? Halloween. No, it's not. It's despicable. Is what it is. <laughs> it's despicable. Halloween 1 and 2 are so good. 3 is an abomination. It's fashionable in the horror community for people to say how much they like three and how well it has held up but then you watch the movie <laughs> it's a bit silly and it is <laughs> ridiculous it's dumb i too had a fond memory of halloween yeah. three and then we watched it a couple years ago and I I, like, what the fuck you were wrong <laughs> like i remember this being much better when i was 10 uh, yeah anyways no, okay good that new one is not good. No, no, it is not. It Inci is quite bad. Incidentally, as the Halloween fan, I have yet to see it, but I've been a little busy the last few weeks. You guys haven't really hyped it up, though, for me, so I don't intend to rush home and watch it. 
I was happy that you said that you didn't understand what it was about. I had no plot. I thought maybe I was too high and I was like really <laughs> fucking confused. I'm like, how did we get here? So it was nice to hear some confirmation on that. Yeah, it was just silly. I mean, some of the kills are okay. Pretty violent, you know, good kills, but there was no storyline. The plot was ridiculous. And an hour into it, I was terrible. like, how did all these people meet? I'm like, this is really confusing now. Like, I didn't know anybody fucking knew each other and everybody's a <laughs> big group now. Yeah, it was, it was not good. Right. And Ian, we know because Mike, as you know, Ian and I won uh, horror trivia at Wrecking Crew Brewery last week, round one and round two. That's right. Yep. You got not just hit. Ian and I, our spouses as well. Congratulations to you they guys. Had, we had hope. Yeah. And you'll be back for part two this week. Yeah. With the deep cuts. We're going to win it again. It's going to really test your knowledge. Our name was Necronama Gang. Look at that. Hope you guys uh, slapped on some stickers somewhere and got us some downloads out of that. I don't need, That's a good idea. <laughs> if you're ever in our hometown here, check out Wrecking Crew uh, Brewery. Awesome beers. Delicious. One of the best IPAs I've ever had. I absolutely agree. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah. So we'll follow up on how you guys do this week. I would assume we win. <laughs> Ian's Whoa, like, settle down. That's, all, that's awesome. I love it. It's going to be embarrassing. Spoiler, Ian's like, spoiler alert, we win. And we're going we're gonna to open the show with that next week and then talk about how you guys won. Now, in all fairness, you guys went last week. It was during a Browns game. People stayed home. Maybe you didn't have the competition that you needed. Well, there was another team that was kind of hanging with us. Yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. We even missed some simple ones we should have got, too. Like what? Give us yeah. one. Uh, the Crooked Man from Conjuring 2. I could not remember the fucking name of that thing. There was the one that... Jesus, that's not a deep cut? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that's mainstream horror, Mike. Like, yeah. I want them to go, name the movie this is from. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's fucking Halloween. Got it. I'm the best. We also missed the longest running horror franchise it was worded yeah like weird. we said halloween because that's the earlier movie from 78 but apparently the definition of longest running is the number of titles we were right oh that's weird we were right that's not how i what, and what's, what was the answer running. then the friday 13 because there's more of them there was that other one too that we that you knew that's not long yeah and then didn't stop running. that's ridiculous it didn't change the answer what was that i don't know you knew it you're right. I did. Oh, the the town of dreaded sundown. Yeah, like the first kill. Yeah, of went, course that's not a deep cut. <laughs> by any I can't wait till this week. <laughs> the first movie, the first uh, killer to wear the burlap sack on his head. Yeah, and the first thing that comes to mind is Strangers. For me, uh, that's a good one too. But Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, Jason Moore, obviously a burlap. Oh, of course, sack. he didn't have the mask I, yet. He didn't have the mask yet until later. Wait, he didn't even have a mask in the first movie. He wasn't in the first. He movie. wasn't even. Oh, it was there. Ivan. <laughs> Ivan wasn't even in the first. Um, Take a wild guess who the killer was in the fir- in the first one. Wasn't it the mom? Yeah, yeah. I knew that much. Oh, okay. We talked about it on the show, but I don't think I've seen many of those ones. Mm. But but the town of dreaded sundown from like seventy something was a guy wore a burlap sack. But I'm like, no, they can't be talking about that up here. They don't know that. <laughs> they did. Yeah. 
So you went with that? And no, we did. Oh fuck! I didn't. We went with something else. We went with Jason, yeah, Jason from Friday Thirteenth. But if yeah. you write it correctly, Dave, and they say it's wrong because they not educated, can't you prove your answer? That's a good. That's a good point. We'll objection! Know. You follow an objection. It was our first time doing trivia up yeah. there. We'll know better. Well, now that you're reigning defending, I mean, true, you're gonna get a little sway up there now. <laughs> good stuff. A lot of fun though. Did it help that I was not in the country when you went to this? Yes, without a doubt. <laughs> in a word, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe this this week I'll help you guys out. Sounds I'll, great. You're welcome. I'll bring the noise and the funk. We're not going to let you answer anything. <laughs> You're welcome to come have a few beers. You're like, Mike, Mike, here's your answer sheet. You go ahead and fill that out. And then like when you walk in, you just kind of throw that one away. <laughs> oh, Mike, I don't know. I don't think they got your question. What are, they're screwing you. They don't know what's going on up there. Yeah, it's best if I speak less. I'm interested in what the deep cuts will be. Yeah, looking forward to it. I was told, and this is what I, I had told you guys about, that people complained that their trivia in general was a little getting a little too easy. So they wanted to do, okay, motherfuckers, right. Halloween, we're going to do your easy questions, and then we're going to do your deep cut ones. All right. We'll I see. hope they get in, you know, some like French horror or Japanese horror. Oh, yeah. Well, now you know, we're talking. Yeah. Hey, we might embarrass <laughs> ourselves. We don't know. Remember you said... Just say the answer is Serbian film every right. time. <laughs> like after the Serbian film. Hey, can I can I do can I be I my about can I be my own team next yeah. time? And I'll yeah. just do Serbian film. Just answer every answer yeah. Serbian film. So we're like probably after a while she'd be like, "Sir, can you please stop? <laughs> it's not Serbian yeah. film." Like you guys, you guys be Necronama gang, right. and I'll just be Necronama Mike. Right. And I'll just do every answer Serbian film. Serbian film. film. <laughs> Sir, it's not Serbian film. Sir, please leave. <laughs> I paid for my beers, damn it. <laughs> and bringing up the rear as usual, Necronama Mike with uh, no answer. Yeah, until, <laughs> until Final Jeopardy is serving film and I go all in <laughs> on zero points, but you guys all go negative and then I walk out the winner. Yeah, I guess that's it's technically it. possible. <laughs> At that point, they change the question and be like, fuck this guy. <laughs> Just make something up. You're banned. <laughs> All right. Well, that's fun. Anything our bell, uh, Halloween show. Uh, two quick things. Well, I guess just one quick thing. Uh, we got a, a sale going on, Dave. Uh, sticker three pack discounted to $6.66 for the Halloween sale. Get them while they last. Available right now. Right now, necronomapod.com. And it might not go till it's not going to, you know, it's only going to be a limited time. Yeah. Probably if we sell out the weekend or it, through, unless uh, it sells out yeah. through Halloween weekend. 666 the number of the sticker that's it and that's again on the website necronomapod.com that's it all right ian any final thoughts on art bell ghost to ghost it's always fun to do this once a year pay tribute to uh the reason that i'm into it so yeah it's a great point dave you have any final thoughts no it's great i love art bell stuff uh, yeah. i do this all day if there's one thing if the show ended tomorrow the one thing I would take away from Necronomapod and just carry on with my daily life, I would still listen to old RPL episodes. There you go. Yeah. It is my absolute favorite thing in the world. I listen to them not all the time because, you know, I'm doing other stuff, listening to other stuff. But if I have some downtime, I'm like, oh, let me go find an old RPL and listen to that. And then occasionally I'll take notes and keep them for this show if there's a good call. But it's so much fun. Are you a little disappointed that you only discovered art after his passing, though? Yeah, it's disappointing because I would love to listen to him live. Or, yeah, you right. Know, be able to 
shoot him an email or a two tweet, page fax a tweet or a fax. <laughs> i would call from a cell phone just for him to cut a promo on me and tell me i'm a piece of shit uh yeah that's that's disappointing but you know. and you only listen to the coast to coast ones there's his whole career after when he was on what was that serious or xm serious for a while yeah yeah i haven't listened to any of that um i and it's not just what you said coast to coast uh, but yes but I still have a ton to give into because I listen only right now to like the open line stuff. I love that. Yeah. I have not dived in really to any of like the big interview or the topic shows or anything like that. I just like the open line just because of the ridiculous callers and the way it interacts with them. But yeah, there's some good open line ones on uh, it was called Dark Matter. Mm-hmm. Can you find those right. online if you I have them all on my hard yeah. drive. All right. I literally have every episode he's ever made. Hmm. Of everything. Of everything, yeah. All right, I'll get some of those from you. Um, But yeah, no, I don't know. One of my favorite shows of the year, if not my favorite show of the year. I have so much fun with it, and I think it's perfect that it's going to be on Halloween, so. Yeah, that worked out. Yeah. That's where I saw my first real live Blumpkin, so I always hold a special place in my heart. Exactly, see? People could be listening to this right now as they're passing out candy. That's cool. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> be sitting out in their driveways, you know, sipping on some alcoholic beverage, passing out some candy to kids. Waiting for their wife's father-in-law to come over and ghost cuck them later. Man, what a life. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> how, do you, how do you cope? A lot of whiskey. Just like you cope with everything else. <laughs> that does help. <laughs> Certainly helps. <laughs> All right, let's jump to some Patreon shout-outs. We got some new patrons. Thank you very much to Leila Hines, Hannah Minen, Jess Eli, Mike, I found the clit, WYD Lies, or is that what you do, Lies? What you do in Lies? Well, there they are. Corey Whitehead, Caleb Sprout, Amanda Wright, Jared Dooley, Jason Goldstein, Madison Hathaway, Jacob Thomason, Nathaniel Dunham, Katie Hurley, Corbin, the one they call Derek, Aaron Rogers, Jacob Foth, Kimberly Sanchez, Ainsley Hunt, Savannah, Isa, Amy Gill, Toby West, Eric Flores, Tristan Berger, Megan Locke, Miranda, Chicky Farmfruits, Jocelyn, Rachel Vandenberg, Vanderberg, Cassandra Stash, Ryan Smith, Randy Land, the Mile High Madman, Caroline Anderson, and shout out my name, Mike. Thank you all very much. We are at patreon.com slash Necronomapod. There are two tribute to Art Bell Ghost to Ghost available on Patreon. Go check those out if you enjoyed this one. They're, uh, we have a good time with them. Do you think that Mile High Madman just goes around just fucking people on airplanes like while the <laughs> flight attendants are preoccupied telling people to pull their mask up over their nose? Be a lot cooler if he did. <laughs> it's the way to do it, right? Absolutely. Mile High Man Man. Well-earned nickname. He like slips into the bathroom. When the, oh. Before they lock the door, he <laughs> slides his like hand in. Hey, Mile High Man Man, what's up? What's up, sweetie? Nice to meet me. <laughs> <laughs> all right Ian, what do you got for itunes i have one for mike hunt is all wet <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> oh well michael hunt you should probably <laughs> clean that up somebody fresh taylor tyson 
Avo Commander, E.M. Archer, Red Bearded Vet, Gerald McBoink, <laughs> Court 0616, Ash B223, and Lindsay R77. Thank you guys for the awesome reviews. Cool. Dave, what do you got? Well, Mike, we've got a long overdue shout out that I believe you've been skipping because you don't like it. So I'm going to provide this person's shout out. Have I skipped it or just missed it, Dave? Well, let's see. The name is, and as a side note, pro wrestling and NASCAR both suck, says I, Mike from Necronomapod. Oh, you know what happened is I asked to see his birth certificate to verify that that was his name. Oh, is that right? I've never received a birth certificate. (laughs) So hopefully there's proof that's his real name. Well, I went ahead and did his shout out because I didn't believe that you would ever do it. Well, you're the giver of the group, Dave. Well, you know, try to keep people happy. So there you go, sir. All right. Mike will never read that sentence. So I I was happy to oblige you. I would rather die. (laughs) Um. Okay. This was fun. Yeah. Always fun. Yeah. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at Necronomapod, Patreon.com slash Necronomapod, Amazon.com search Necronomapod for all of our gear, and Necronomapod.com for the 666 sticker sale. Check us out at uh, all of those. We appreciate you guys listening and uh, happy Halloween. Hope you enjoyed this uh, little change of pace for us catch you guys uh on the flippity flip all right you guys ready for a cool down beer cheers